the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I just want to take this moment to welcome you to the program. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for taking the time to stop what you're doing and just join us as we begin our Sunday morning. Uh, again, this is the Gypsy Christian Hour. We are a live program, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. I'll be with you for the next hour. We're going to be taking calls and talking about the Bible and answering questions and just seeking the Lord for who He is. And as I say that, we want to just open our program in prayer. So would you take a moment with us and just uh, just thank the Lord for this program. Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for the time you give us together on the radio, Lord. And most of all, I thank you for, for being here with us. For you said, for wherever there, are two or th- wherever there are two or three gathered in your name, there you are in their midst, and you're here. We have that word from you, Lord, and we know Father, that you are the one who blesses. You're the one who gives power. You're the one who gives grace and mercy and healing. So, Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would just use this next hour to bless each and every listener, each and every caller. I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would take over, speak to us, Lord, through your word. I just pray, Lord, that you would have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. We are a live program. We're here in studio. Uh, if you call, when you call, you will talk to a live person because we're here in studio, ready to take your calls, ready to pray for your prayer request. So if you need prayer, or if you know somebody who needs prayer, whatever is going on in your life, whatever is going on, we can make a request to God. You know, he tells us to come and pray. He tells us that he's our refuge. He's our strength. In Psalm 46, Psalm 46, one says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. You know, what has got you fearful? What has got you stressed out? What is going on right now that you need, that you could really use God to make a change? You need God to make a change. We all need God to do something in our life. You know, the first thing we need God to do is to save us. We're all sinners. We all need a Savior. There are none righteous. No, not one, the Bible tells us. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You know, we need God to make a change. So, you know, if you've you know, if you've made that choice in your life, 
but you haven't prayed the prayer yet of salvation, you know, I invite you to call in. You know, let's talk about, you know, what salvation is and how to be saved. You know, if you're wandering in your life right now, if you're just wandering and you have no purpose, you're listening to this program and God is telling you that there is purpose for your life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God's purpose for you is to live, to live in his kingdom. We're all going to die one day. We all leave this earth. So what's going to happen after we leave this earth? What's going to happen once we pass through the, the, the door of death? Well, we don't have to be afraid. You know, therefore, we will not fear. Because what? Because God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. You know, Hebrews tells us we can come to a throne of grace where we receive mercy. So if you need something from the Lord tonight, if you desire salvation, if you want to know how to be saved, how to know that when you leave this earth, you will be in, you, you can enter into his kingdom. You can be with the Lord. You can live forever in his presence. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. You know, we, we stand in the gap for those who need prayer, for those who are in pain, for those who are in the hospital, for those who are suffering or sick. You know, we, I've got a few names right now already that we need to pray for because they've reached out to ask for prayer. If you want to reach out and ask for prayer, if you want God to make a change in your life, in your loved one's life, call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, Call in tonight. Let's pray. Also, if you have any questions about the Bible, questions about Christianity, questions about the cults, the occult, uh, world religion, whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever question there is that you need an answer to, it's in the Bible. The, the answer to your question is in the Word of God, and that's where we want to go for the, for the answers. So if you need an answer to a question tonight, a Bible question, a question about Christianity, call in tonight. Again, the number is 888-995-5552. You know, I'm reminded that we are just about in the middle of December. Christmas is around the corner. So how are you doing with Christmas? Is Christmas a joyful time for you or is Christmas a stressed out time for you? Do you have any questions about Christmas, the origins of Christmas? You know, I love the symbols of Christmas because every symbol, or just about every symbol of Christmas, uh, has its origins in Christianity, its origins in the Bible. Whether it's the Christmas tree or Santa Claus or uh, the colors of Christmas, they all have their origins in Christianity. And we can remember Christ through all of the symbols of Christian Christ, uh, Christmas. So if you have a, a question about where, why we do something, whatever we do in Christmas time, 
If you have a question about Christmas, call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, we want to pray for them. If you have a question about Christianity, a question about the Bible, doctrine, theology, Christmas, whatever's on your mind tonight, call in. The number is 888-995-5552. I also want to remind you that, like I said, that we're, we're, this is the beginning of, this, of the Lord's Day. This is Sunday. And church should always be a part of what we do on Sunday. Uh, I want to remind you to just support your local church, be in church. The Bible tells us not to uh, forsake the gathering together. In Hebrews, the Bible tells us, do not forsake the gathering together, but, but as some do. But let's get together. Let's get together as the body of Christ. If you need a church, we'll help you find a church. If you don't have a church that you go to, then we'll help you find a church. You can call in tonight, and uh, we can uh, help you find a church in your area. If, you, if you're in the Pasadena, Arcadia area, you, and you're looking for a church to visit or to call your home, we'd like to invite you to the Arcadia Church at 805 North First Avenue. That's 805 North First Avenue in the city of Arcadia. Pastor Walter Hofflin is there. He's a pastor, and he we have services at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. Also, I want to remind you that uh, we will be getting together starting January the 7th. January the 7th, I will be starting a lecture series on apologetics. Uh, and that will be every Friday night for five or six weeks. Uh, we will be having guest speakers. We'll, I'll, be do- I'll be doing some of the speaking. I will also be having guest speakers. It's going to be a, a time of information, uh, education, and fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with uh, the apologetics. If you're not familiar with apologetics, apologetics is being able to defend Christianity, to defend your faith. Uh, it's important to know what you believe, but it's even more important to know why you believe it and how to share uh, what you believe. So if you're interested, uh, it's our lecture series on apologetics. We'll be starting on Friday nights at 8 p.m. January the 7th, uh, the beginning of the new year, uh, at the church in Arcadia, uh, the Hills Church, 805 North 1st Avenue. Stay tuned. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be making this announcement uh, in the coming weeks, reminding you about our, our lecture series. Okay, so with that, we want to pray for some people. Uh, we have a list of people <coughs> that have reached out already for us to pray. We want to continue to pray for Jeremy. Jeremy has been going through uh, a series of uh, uh, chemotherapy. He's had surgery twice and uh, for cancer. And hopefully we're praying that uh, he's very close to the end of his uh, chemotherapy. So uh, we're praying that by the end of the month he'll be finished with all that and cancer-free. So we want to continue to pray for Jeremy. We also want to continue to pray for Ricky Mitlow uh, in uh, Houston, Texas, uh, for his health. We also want to pray for Dennis. Uh, Dennis needs a miracle. And also for Mimi. Uh, for her needs, and also for her dad, O.M., uh, for his back. We also want to pray for her mom, Anna, who has diabetes. So, Father, we come before you, Lord, seeking and desiring your plan and your purpose to heal Jeremy, Ricky, 
Mimi, O.M. and, and Anna. Lord, they've reached out to you, Lord, through prayer, asking for prayer, seeking prayer. So, Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would have your way and that you would heal Jeremy totally and completely from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, that he would be cancer-free. For Ricky Mitlow and his heart condition, Lord, I just pray your blessing and your healing. I pray that you would heal him, Lord, from COPD. Lord, I pray for, for Dennis. Dennis needs a miracle, Lord, and you're the miracle worker. You are the miracle, Lord. So I thank you, Father. And I pray, Lord, for, for Mimi and her dad and her mom, Lord, that you'd heal them totally and completely from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord, that they would, that they would be touched by the, by the touch of a holy God who does abundantly, exceedingly, beyond what we ask, Lord. So we thank you. We praise you. We give you honor and glory for all that you do, Lord. And Lord, I pray for, for the Christmas season. Lord, I pray, Lord, that in these days and weeks that we have, Lord, leading up to the day we celebrate the birth of our Savior, I pray, Lord, your blessing upon each and every need for each and every listener. Lord, that, that you would be at the center of all we do for Christmas. Lord, that we would celebrate and rejoice. That we would remember the birth of our Savior. And even more so, Lord, that we would not only remember his birth, that we would know that his birth led to his death on the cross. His death on the cross to to save us from our sins, to pay for our sins, Lord. Lord, there would be no, no, there would be no Savior, no salvation without his birth, his death, his burial, and resurrection. So we need to have that all, Lord, in our minds and our hearts as we celebrate Christmas. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Father, for your healing, for your, for your blessing upon each and every listener and especially these ones we've just mentioned, Father. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, like I said before, <clears throat> you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We've got about 45 minutes left in the program, and I want to get to your calls. So if you call in tonight, we will pray with you. We will pray for you. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. If you have a question about the Bible, a question about Christianity, about Christmas, you know, uh, we do so much around Christmas time. We have so many traditions. There are so many symbols of Christmas. You know, what do they mean? What do they stand for? And I can tell you, most all of the symbols of Christmas have their roots in Christianity, have their roots in the Bible. So let's talk about it. If you have a, if you, if you're wondering, you know, why do we do this or, or, or where does this custom or tradition come from? Call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. Let's go to our first caller and we're going to talk to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hello, Mike. Are our phones working, guys? Well, let's put Mike on hold and see if we can come back to Mike in a minute or two. Let's see. Uh, Emma, could you put Mike on hold? Okay, let's see if Mike will come back later. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Jeremiah. Or no, that's Eddie. Hey, Eddie, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. (laughs) Hey, Sam, how you doing? Good. Good, Eddie. How you doing? Okay, it seems I've got a bad connection. 
Do we have a bad connection? I can hear you perfectly. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I had a couple of questions. Uh, in the Bible, where does it talk about uh, the throne of God? I mean, is it, expl- is it explain how big it is or, you know, what's it like? Uh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, describe the throne itself. Uh, I think of uh, Isaiah. Uh, he saw God sitting on his throne. Uh, John in Revelation uh, saw Jesus at the right hand of God. Um, now, does God sit on a literal throne? Uh, I don't know if if God actually sits on a literal throne, but basically, you know, uh, the phrase "God sitting on His throne" is to describe God's authority, uh, His sovereignty. Uh, we, we we associate uh, a king sitting on the throne. And God is, you know, the King, uh, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Jesus and, and Jesus at His right right side, or sitting on His right hand of God, signifies Jesus's authority. The only person who who sat uh, at the right hand of a king was that someone in, in very very high authority. Uh, you got to remember something. Jesus told us in uh, in the Gospel of John, I believe, that God is Spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And every description that we have of the Lord, uh, God the Father, is a description that is put in words that we can understand or we can relate to. But it doesn't mean that God has a literal body to sit on the throne. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And uh, relating to him sitting on the throne just means that he reigns on high. God is the ruler of the universe because he's the creator of the universe. Right. So uh, right. do I believe that there's a literal throne? I don't know. I don't know. We know there's a, yeah. a literal heaven. You know, uh, heaven is a place, you know, a literal place where we will be with God, with Jesus. You know, will we see God in his form? I don't know. You know, God is spirit, you know. Uh, But we will see the essence of who he is in heaven. We will see Jesus. You know, it's like saying, will I see the Holy Spirit? You know, the Holy Spirit is spirit. You know, he's the Holy Spirit. Uh, All I can, but I can guarantee that we will see Jesus in his glorified physical body. Right, you know, I'm watching a, a TV right now, um, a program. Well, it's a, it's a um, channel 34. It's a Mexico station, and and these people from Mexico, they're they're sh- they do it once a year. They they celebrate uh, the Virgin, and this lady supposedly appeared to this Indian four uh-huh. hundred years ago. Uh-huh. You know, and I know that the Bible says that the devil appears as an angel of light. You know, and right. it's, it's not biblical. It's not even scriptural. So I don't mm-hmm. understand why these people. Well, the Catholic and the, they're praying for her for for miracles. Yeah. Well, the Catholic religion believes in praying to the saints, and yeah. uh, one of the patron saints of, of Catholicism is the Virgin Mary, and it's said that the Virgin Mary has appeared uh, many different times uh, in Lourdes, France, in uh, in uh, in. Uh, uh, I believe it's in Mexico, Guatemala. I believe uh, yeah. also. Uh, you know, there have been many so-called uh, 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 sightings or, or uh, 
operations, I forget what's the word, <clears throat> that uh, when Mary has appeared to to different people. And I don't believe that that's true because I don't believe Mary, uh, you know, uh, has the power to appear. The Bible says that uh, when, when, we, when we die, we go to be with the Lord and there's no more communication between uh, uh, those who have gone on to be with the Lord and the living here on earth. So I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe it happens. The only time that anyone ever came back from the dead to speak to the living here on earth was when uh, Saul uh, asked the witch of Endor to conjure up Samuel. And uh, the prophet Samuel came back, and it wasn't a good thing. Samuel actually did appear to Saul and pronounced judgment on him and told him that tomorrow you will be where I am. You know, he was going to die in battle, him and his sons. So it was not a good thing. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. the only time uh, in the Bible that the Lord ever allowed somebody from the dead, somebody, somebody who died, to communicate with those still living here on earth. And I don't believe that the Lord sends Mary or Peter or anyone to communicate anything uh, right. here on right. earth. Uh, I, I think yeah. it's something that is used uh to distract uh believers to distract people from uh from Jesus uh there isn't anything more Satan wants to do than take people's eyes off of Jesus even to put them on a saint you know whether it's Mary or or Joseph or or or, or, or uh, Peter or Paul or any other uh Christian saint that that, that ever lived before I mean, that's one of the problems of the Catholic Church. They take the emphasis off of Jesus uh, and mm-hmm. put it on, on saints. Pray to the saints. Pray to Mary as, as, their, as an intercessory. But the Bible tells us there's only one uh, intercessory between God and man, and that is, the man, and that is Jesus Christ. Right. Right. Just like the world takes away um, Christ from Christmas. Absolutely. I mean, the the the, the, yeah. the world has tried to secularize and has been very successful at secularizing Christmas uh, for for many many years now, taking the Christ out of Christmas. But even the word Christmas has Christ in it, and it's from an old right. English compound of the Christ Mass. Uh, every twenty uh, fifth of December, the church would have the Christ Mass. Uh, and it became Christmas, or the Christ Mass became, uh, uh, which is a two two words, the the or Christ Mass, or the Christ Mass, which describes the the, the service uh, into Christmas, and that's how we got the word Christmas. You know, so you can't. Oh, one more question. You literally can't take the Christ out of Christmas. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. One more question. Uh, was Saint Nicholas was he a was he a believer? Absolutely. There was a a, a Christian monk uh, in uh, what we call modern day Turkey mm-hmm. in Myra. The city was Myra. He lived in Myra, uh, and he was uh, a very devout Christian. And through the years, uh, he's the one who became. Uh, Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas. Um, mm-hmm. he, he he lived in the fourth century. Uh, he was a bishop of Myra uh, in a, uh, present-day Turkey, uh, and he lived to 
uh, around three. He died around three three forty A.D. and was buried in Myra. And uh, it's a long story, but uh, he actually became the person we now know or describe as uh, Santa Claus. But Saint Nicholas was an actual person. Uh, he was a real person. He was a Christian and about Christian who uh, became a saint because of his good works and the things he did, his, his devotion to children and the poor. And uh, it's said that uh, he was very rich but gave uh, most of all or all of his inheritance, all of his uh, wealth, he gave out uh, to the poor and to children. And that's how he became known as a, as a, a, a gift giver. Uh, to children, and uh, the story goes on. Uh, it's a very long story, a detailed story about how, over the centuries, he went from a saint, being a saint in fourth-century uh, uh, Turkey, to who we now know as Santa Claus. Or uh, the, yeah. that, even even the 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 name Santa Claus uh, is from Saint Nicholas uh, in uh, Holland. In Dutch, it became his name became Sinterklaas. And then in the 17th century, uh, when the Dutch came to America, it became Americanized to Santa Claus. So it's it's it's, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting yeah. history of Santa Claus. But even Santa Claus has his roots, uh, his origins in Christ. He was a devout Christian. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, Sam. Well, thanks a lot, and I'll call you. I'll find you next week. Okay, Eddie, God bless. Thanks for the call. Bye. Well, let's go right to our phone line and see if Mike is available yet. Hi, Mike. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Well, that's our second try. Mike's not around, so we'll uh, we'll get to Mike some other time. Uh, Mike, if you're listening, you can call back. The number is 888-995-5552. And if you'd like to call in with prayer for prayer, if you'd like to call in, uh, with a question, whatever's on your mind, whatever you need tonight, you can call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in. If you have a question, a praise report, whatever you want to share tonight, whatever you need an answer to tonight, we want to help and get you the answer to your question. The number is 888 888- Nine nine five, five 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 two. Let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Jeremiah. Hey Jeremiah, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey Sammy, how you doing? Do, Happy Lord's Day. Doing well. Happy Lord's Day. Yeah, uh, I had some questions, and then I wanted you to pray for me. I know you were saying because we were sinners. I understand. You know, we were sinners when Christ died for us. But the Bible says in Romans five to eight, because God was made sin for us to be the righteousness through God. Mm-hmm. So, what's so your... I, just, I don't understand. No, this is what I'm saying, you know. I'm not saying that I like the way you preach, and you're a very good teacher, and I like KKLA, but I don't know why these people go, and I don't know why people says they're sinners. I know I know we make mistakes, but we ask God to forgive us. But because our... says Christ was... That's right. Yeah, because we have a sin nature. Uh, you know, uh, Jeremiah, nobody has to teach you how to sin. Uh, a baby doesn't need to be taught how to sin when they grow up because it's something we all do. 
We all, it's, the Bible says in Romans, the third chapter, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Why have we sinned? Because we are all born with a sin nature. Ever since Adam sinned in the garden, man is born with a sin nature. There are only two people, uh, well, three people in the world that was ever that was ever born without a sin nature. Adam and Eve were were, were created uh, without a sin nature. They sinned in the garden. They're the original sinners, and they sinned in the garden. And ever since then, we, all men who have been born since Adam, have been born with a sin nature, except for Jesus. Jesus was born without a sin nature. He was the only person since then. Uh, he was fully God and fully man, 100% God and 100% man, but without a sin nature. We all have a sin nature. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we will continue to sin. Even after we become Christians, people still make mistakes. Still, People still fall into sin. And that's why we have grace. That's why uh, John, uh, uh, the first chapter, tells us that we are to continue to, to confess our sins. First John, let me read it for you. First John 1 John 1.9 tells us this. Um, uh, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, it's interesting because it says if we confess our sins, okay, he is faithful to, to, to and righteous to forgive us. This, this phrase, if we confess our sins, is not a one-time shot. It's not a one-time deal. It's a present tense imperative in the Greek. And it means if we keep on confessing our sins. In other words, whenever we sin, we need to confess our sins and ask for his forgiveness. And he is faithful and righteous to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You see? So that's why... Uh, we say we're sinners. That's why just about every uh, uh, preacher that you'll hear here at KKLA will tell us that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Well, yeah, I understand that. And yes, I agree with that. Even if you don't do nothing wrong, you have to ask God for forgiveness. Well, there is, there is no if we don't do anything wrong. Because we're all, we've all done what's wrong, and we all keep... Well, look, we're not perfect, but I'm just saying, even if... Okay, well, let's say if you did make a mistake, or you didn't do that wrong thing, or whatever, even if you didn't do nothing, you know what I mean? Or fall short, is, it's always good to ask God for forgiveness all the time. No, it's not but just you know, always just... good, Jeremiah. It's imperative. It's an essential thing that we ask God for forgiveness. And I say that why... Because there's a doctrine out there that says you don't have to confess your sins. There's a doctrine you know, of hyper... I, to me, that's a lie. You have to confess your sins. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you because... Well, there's a, there's a preacher out there who's popular and even becoming more popular. I would Romani preachers, the, the, or there's some, that will preach something called hyper-grace which says that you don't have to confess your sins anymore. You no, you have to ask God to forgive you all the time and on a daily mm -hmm. basis. You have to ask Absolutely. God. Okay, but let me ask you real quick. Charles Stanley said this, okay, and I was listening to him earlier. Now, you know he's a good teacher. He said once you're saved, he said once you're God's son 
or God's daughter or whatever, he said this. He said, you are saved, you are sealed for the day of redemption. Redemption, yes. And he said, the Holy Spirit is responsibility to testify and to tell us because we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Well, yeah, I I would agree with that. Once a person has been saved or is born again, they are saved uh, and redeemed uh, till the time of Jesus Christ. I mean, but that doesn't mean that once you're saved or baptized or born again, that you can live any which way you want to live a carnal life. No, you life. have to live a holy and a righteous right. life to God. Because you he's know? a sovereign God mm-hmm. and a mighty God. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, all right, that's just your Romans 5 and 8. Maybe I, doesn't, maybe I don't understand it that much. I mean, could you tell me about it, you know? Where it says we are the righteousness of God's Son. Romans 5 8 reads like this. He says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. So, what's your question here? Well, where's that scripture where it says, God was made sin, Christ was made sin for us to be the righteousness through God the Almighty? Well, it says it says it tells us in the Bible that God, He wasn't made sin. What it's what it's telling us is our sins were laid upon Him. All of our sins were put on Jesus, so He paid for all of our sins. The perfect man who lived a perfect life, who never sinned, paid for all of our sins on the cross. So he wasn't. Well, I think it's like this. I think it's like this. He, I think it was like this. Who knew no sin became sin for us to be the righteousness through Jesus Christ through His. Right, but it doesn't mean God. that he sinned or anything, or that he was actually no, literally. Saying it's saying our sin, sins God. were laid upon him. He paid. The, the oh. basic thing is Jeremiah to understand is that he paid for our sins. All of our sins were laid upon Jesus. Well, I, well, yeah, but I thought it says that in Romans five, right? God was uh, God, uh, G, uh, Jesus Christ, all the the sins. Or, well, no. I know. Yeah, our sins was upon him because Jesus Christ wasn't a sinner. He mm-hmm. had no sins. But the Bible says, "Who knew no sin became sin for us." Right, right. right. But uh, in 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 all of that phraseology and all of those words, the basic content of that scripture, what that scripture is trying to convey to us are telling us is that Jesus paid for our sins. All of our sins that didn't belong to Jesus, all of the sins that belonged to us, that were on our account, were put up, put on Jesus. That's what Oh, yeah, it was put on Jesus. God put all the wrath on his son. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says that, right? He was... Uh, you know, he was made. We was made yep. righteous. All of our, God. all of our sins were laid upon him, that we would be righteous. That he would make us righteous. That he would cleanse us, wash us, and forgive us of all of our sins. Okay, I understand, Sammy. I understand. No, okay. I know. I heard my pastor say that one time too. He said, "We are made the righteousness through God through His Son Jesus mm-hmm. Christ." Yeah, we are made righteous through Jesus Christ. Yeah, to get to God, right? Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, back in the day, God required a sacrifice before He sent His Son. Right. I understand. All right. Well, we need some prayer. I pray. Want you to pray for me to get my wife soon for me to talk to her, get to know her on the phone, 
uh, for me to get a house. And I'm looking for a car, too, a better car. I want to get a car mm-hmm. uh, for God to bless us and for this Christmas to, for this Christmas to be blessed and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, for God, for uh, for signs and wonders and miracles to follow me all the days of my life, you know what I mean? And uh, and then after that, I had a que- and then I had a question for Christmas too. Okay. After you're done praying, I wanted to ask you something about Christmas. Oh Lord, we pray, Mugodad, Chuposli, Moshchus, I just pray for Jeremiah, Lord, that you would bring someone into his life, Lord, uh, that he would find his wife, that you would reveal the woman that you picked out for him, Lord, that he would be married. And that he would go forth, and that they would go forth in their life to serve you, Lord. I pray for a house, Lord, that you would provide a house, apartment, Lord, somewhere where they can live and thrive, Mukodat, somewhere that that you've blessed, that you've chosen. And I pray that, Lord, that you that uh, that you'd bless him with a car, all the needs of his life, Lord, that you would be at the center of every need, every desire, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless this Christmas season, Lord, and that everything would go well in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of Yeshua, Hamashiach, amen and amen. Okay, and then I had, okay, this is the question I got. Now, Christmas, why do you keep saying it's a pagan holiday? Well, uh, the the date, uh, December 25th, back in the day, uh, in the the Roman times, it was a day that was celebrated to celebrate the God, uh, the the sun God. uh, And Christianity... Uh, took this date and overshadowed it with the birth of Christ. So Christmas is not a pagan holiday. The pagan holiday has been done away with uh, because of Christmas, because of the celebration of uh, the birth of Christ. We don't know that sun god anymore. Nobody ever, nobody hears about that anymore. Uh, people, the secular world likes to call Christmas a pagan holiday, but it's not. Uh, if you, you know, there are uh, many days that have been overshadowed uh, in Christianity uh, with, uh, you know, with with the celebration of Christ, uh, and Christmas is the most popular, uh, most well-known day of the year that was overshadowed, a pagan holiday was overshadowed by uh, a Christian uh, celebration, which is the birth of Christ. So, no, it's not a pagan holiday, and uh, anybody who says that doesn't know what they're talking about. Uh, yes, there was a holiday that was celebrated uh, uh, because of uh, the, the the sun god. I forget the name, but there was a god that the Romans uh, celebrated on this day. Uh, the the true pagan holiday that people celebrate, and nobody calls it a pagan holiday, is Halloween. That's a pagan holiday. That was a pagan yeah, that, practice yeah, back yeah, in the day. That's a demonic holiday. So, uh, no, Christmas is not a pagan holiday. Christmas is a, is a very sacred time of the year that we celebrate the birth of the Savior of all human, uh, humanity. I mean, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I mean, this was the greatest gift to man that was ever given. Uh, the birth right, of Jesus ask, Christ. But me, all right, but let me ask you something. All right, I, I agree with you. But let me ask you, but do you believe, let me ask you, but do you believe Yeshua was born on Christmas? Because some people don't believe that's his real birthday. Because uh, nobody knows the real birthday. No, Jesus was not born on December 25th. Definitely was not born on December 25th. Uh, it's a date that the, that the church chose 
because of its because of the time of the, like I said the, the the celebration of the sun god. Well, they decided the, the church decided instead of celebrating the sun S U N, we're going to celebrate the sun S O N. Uh, so they the chose December. God, the they, 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 they chose December the twenty fifth. So we know he wasn't uh, uh, born on December the twenty fifth. Well, uh, to me, I like Christmas very much. Yeah, Christmas is the miracle month, and, and a lot of miracles happen in December. Okay, a lot of miracles happen. Okay, oh, okay, and Jeremiah. Book, okay, then. Okay, Sammy. God bless you. God bless you, Jeremiah. And if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, call in tonight. The number is eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two for your prayer requests, questions about the Bible, questions about Christmas, and uh, we have a a, a a caller. Well, let me let me get to this question after. Uh, I make these uh, announcements. I want to remind you that we are a listener-supported program here at KKLA, and uh, I just hope that you'll pray uh, this week as you uh, give uh, your your year-end gifts. I hope that you'll uh, think about the Gypsy Christian Hour and what we do here at KKLA. Uh, We've done this. We've been here for 34 years, coming to you every uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and we'd like to stay here doing this, but we need your help. So if you could write a check or a money order for uh, whatever donation you can afford to give, whether it's $5, $50, $100, whatever, uh, we would definitely appreciate your help to pay the bills here at KKLA. We are a 5013C uh, charitable organization, and you will get a receipt at the end of the year uh, for your for your uh, taxes. You can uh, deduct uh, your uh, your donation here at the uh, Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, you can make your money order or your check out to the Gypsy Christian Hour or GCH Ministries and send it to P.O. Box 93917 Pasadena, California. That's P.O. Box 93917 Pasadena, California 91109. Um, you know, we always tell you support your church, you know, your tithes, go to your church. But if there's an offering that you'd like to make uh, above your tithes that you give to your church, uh, we hope that you'll keep us in mind and include us in your year-end giving. That's the Gypsy Christian Hour, P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, 91109. Also, you can uh, email us. Uh, We have a fairly new resource that we're using now here at the Gypsy Christian Hour. If you have a prayer request that you need prayed for, uh, you can uh, email me at Sammy N L A. That's Sammy S A M M Y N like Nancy L A. dot K K L A at gmail dot com. Uh, we'll be praying for your prayer request during the week, and we'll also. Uh, uh, remind uh, our, our listeners of your prayer requests here at the Gypsy Christian Hour. If you have a question, uh, we'll answer it here uh, the the following s- uh, Saturday night. So uh, again, it's Sammy N L A dot K K L A at gmail dot com for your prayer requests and your questions. Please forgive me if I don't uh, respond. I, I most likely will not 
respond to your email, but we will talk about it and pray about it uh, here on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, so while I don't respond to the emails, I will be praying and answering your questions on the air. Um, and with that, we're going to answer a question. It says, why do we have a Christmas tree? Well, the Christmas tree has long been a symbol of the celebration of Christ's birth. And uh, it's been, uh, you know, since for actually hundreds of years, uh, the Christmas tree has been a part of Christmas. And it started ma- mainly in Germany. Uh, they would bring in uh, the evergreen tree into the homes and decorate uh, the tree. Uh, let me see here. They would decorate the tree with uh, with different ornaments and uh, apples and many different things. And it's said that uh, the, the uh, Protestant reformer, Martin Luther, actually was the first one to decorate the Christmas tree with lights. Uh, he thought that uh, Jesus, well, he knew that Jesus uh, brought light into the world, and the light of candles would represent the light that Jesus brought into the into the world. So he actually would put candles on his uh, Christmas tree. And the, the, uh, the Christmas tree is the evergreen. And the best uh, reason for having a Christmas tree is the evergreen uh, tree never dies. Uh, you know, in the wintertime, uh, most trees will shed its leaves and they look, they look dead, they're barren. But the evergreen tree is a symbol of eternal life because it never dies. Uh, it never, uh, you know, as long as, uh, you know, it, it, it's in the ground, it will show life. And that's why the evergreen tree is used because it's always green or ever green. And that's why we have a Christmas tree. And it is the symbol of eternal life, the eternal life that Jesus brings to every believer. So it's it, it's not a, a pagan uh, tradition. This is a tradition of Christmas, of the Christ, uh, because of its because of its it's it's, sim, it's symbolizing the eternal life that we receive in Christ because it is the evergreen tree. It's always live. It's always alive. So it's a very uh, big part of uh, the Christmas season, and I encourage you to have a tree uh, decorated with uh, with uh, your uh, Christmas decorations. But remember that it symbolizes the eternal life that you have in Jesus Christ. Well, let's go to our next caller. And we're going to talk to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Jackie, you need to turn off your radio, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Jackie, you need to turn off. You need to turn off your radio, yeah. Jackie. Yeah, I just did. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, first, I was. I wanted to um, call for a prayer, but before I call for prayer, I wanted to. Um, share something that happened tonight that um, I can't believe it happened because um, my life right now is not, I'm not doing too good personally. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. But my grandson, he's eight years old. He was talking to me today about um, Guadalupe and uh, he was seeing people praying to Guadalupe mm-hmm. and he asked me about the Lord. He said, how do you have Jesus in your heart? Wow. And um, I 
I know I've been praying with you about my grandkids. And we, I prayed with him the best that I could mm-hmm. for him to accept the Lord in his heart. And it just felt so great. It, it felt so beautiful. And, and, and I know he, he did it, and it was so great. But my problem is that me personally, my life right now, I'm still going through a lot of struggles. I'm kind of, um, not kind of, I'm backsliding. Mm-hmm. I have some, I have some knee pain and, um, I'm, I'm going to alcohol to numb the pain and I know that's wrong and it, it's, um, so I need prayer for my, myself and then, um, with my husband, it, it's, he's going through some problems too. So, but I'm still seeing the, the beauty, the, the work of God. I'm still seeing that. And, and, and I just feel that, um, I'm backsliding, and I don't want to backslide, so I definitely need some prayer. But I, I want to thank the Lord to mm-hmm. what happened tonight, that God put me in that situation with my little grandson. And What's, your, see, what's your grandson's yeah, name, Jackie? His name is, uh, I call him Guapo, but his name is Abraham. Abraham, okay. Yeah, Abraham. Well, let's pray, for, let's pray first for Abraham. Let's, let's just put him yeah. before the Lord. Father, we come before yes, you, Lord. Lord. And I thank you for Abraham, and I thank you for for leading him, Lord, in the right direction. And that direction is always to Jesus. You desire us all to come to Jesus. And I pray for Abraham, Lord, that as he begins his life with you, Lord, Lord, that he would truly be born again. Father, that you would write his name in the Lamb's Book of Life, and that he would grow in the grace and knowledge of who you are. Lord, the good work that you've begun in Abraham, complete it, Lord. Complete your work in Abraham, Lord. Through his life, Lord, as a lifelong servant, Lord, I just pray for that Abraham would grow to be that servant that you call upon to to accomplish your will on this earth, Lord. I pray for Abraham. I pray for your grace and your mercy upon him. I pray for your strength. And I pray, Lord, that he would come to know you more and more every day, Lord. And I pray that you would use Jackie, Lord, to be a good influence in his life. And Lord, I hear in Jackie's voice her struggles, her pain, and everything that she's going through right now, Lord. Lord, I just pray, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for your grace. Because even in our struggles, even in our backsliding, you are graceful. You are merciful. And I pray, Lord, that as Jackie struggles, that in her struggles she would find victory in Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, that you would relieve her of the pain that's in her knee, Lord. Lord, not through the spirit of the bottle, but through the Holy Spirit, Lord, through the touch of God. Father, that you would relieve her of this pain. Give her strength and power, Lord, to get through this time, Father, of struggling and backsliding, Lord. Father, that you give her strength through the Holy Spirit not to sin, not to backslide, but to seek you in every circumstance and in every situation, Lord. I pray, Lord, for her husband, that her yes. relationship with her husband would be good, that you would reconcile their differences or whatever they're going through, Lord, and that you would give him a heart for his wife, Father, that he would love his wife, and that Jackie would, would honor and respect her husband, Lord, that they, you would give them a biblical marriage filled with the love of Jesus Christ. Lord, I just pray for all of their needs according to your riches and glory. In Christ Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Thank you, Pastor Sam. Thank you so much. God bless you, Jackie. The Lord bless you. Thank you. Well, again, you're listening to the Juicy Christian Hour. We have a few minutes left of the program. If you'd like to call in for prayer, if you'd like to call in for a question, uh, the number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls uh, here at the Gypsy Christian Hour. You know, it's 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 the Christmas season. Uh, we're beginning, we're getting very close to Christmas and I'm always asked this question: Was was Jesus born uh, on December the 25th? And no, he wasn't. We don't know the exact day that Jesus was born. The Bible tells us in Luke uh, the second chapter. It says, "Now it came about in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. It was a census to be taken. There was a census to be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria." And all were proceeding to register for the census, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the family of David. In order to register, along with his wife Mary, who was engaged to him, and was with child. And it came about that while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them at the inn. So there's a lot going on in this in this in this Bible verse verses, and it's telling us that a census was being taken of all the inhabitants of Israel, and in order to register for the census, they had to go back to the city where they were born, and obviously Joseph was born in the city of Bethlehem. So he traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and that's the big deal. They traveled. They traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And one of the reasons we know that Jesus wasn't born in December or December the 25th is that they wouldn't be traveling during this time of year. It would be the weather, the, 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 the they would, you know, they wouldn't be traveling because of the cold weather. They wouldn't be traveling because of, uh, of what time of year it was. And Rome would not make people travel during December because of the cold weather. So one of the reasons we know that Jesus was not born in December is that they wouldn't be traveling at this time of year. Uh, another myth uh, or misunderstanding of, uh, of Jesus' birth is that he was born in a manger. He wasn't born in a manger. He was born in a stable. Uh, most likely it was a, a cave, uh, a cave-like stable that would shelter the animals from the cold weather. But it says he was laid in a manger. A manger is a feeding trough. So it says that uh, she gave birth to her firstborn son and she wrapped him in clothes or swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them and in the inn so so it's a it's a it's a misunderstanding that he was born in the manger he wasn't born in the manger he was laid in the manger which is, was a feeding trough for the animals uh he was born in a stable or a place of where the animals lived which was probably a cave to shelter them from the cold weather another reason we know uh Jesus was not born in December 
was because of the shepherds. It says, uh, Luke 2 8 says, In the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. Shepherds would not be out in the fields in December, it would be too cold. This was not a common practice. Shepherds were out in the fields from March to early October. So Jesus would have been born sometime in the spring to early fall. Uh, we also know it was uh, the year was no later than 4 BC because the Bible mentions Herod. Herod died in the year 4 BC. So we know that Jesus was born sometime before the year 4 BC. And we don't know the exact year because of a mistake that was made uh, in the calendar. Uh, so it's thought that uh, even though we uh, we use our dates before Christ and also a- BC means before Christ, AD means in the year of our Lord. Uh, so he was born no later than 4 BC which uh, doesn't make sense, but that's uh, that's the, the 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 truth about it. Uh, it's, he was born at least four before four B.C. So those are some of the things that we need to know about Christmas. You know, even though we we celebrate December the twenty fifth, the date doesn't matter. It's the celebration that matters, and what you do with it. Is Christ at the center of your Christmas? Is He? the most important reason for you celebrating December the 25th. And if he's not, you need to make him. Give him that place in your heart, in your house, in your family, that Christ would be proclaimed just with your family. Start with your family. You don't have to proclaim him yet to the earth, to the whole world. Start with your family. Start with your children. Tell them the story of Jesus. Read Luke. Read the, the read the, the the story of his birth to your children. Get involved with Christ for Christmas. Make him the center of your Christmas celebration. As always, Jesus is at the center of everything we do. But most of all, at this time of year, we need to share with others the truth about Christmas. Well. As you can hear, the time is up for this edition of the Gypsy Christian Hour. Thank you for joining us. I pray God's blessing upon each and every one of you. Uh, we'll be right here next week. God willing, we'll be back next Saturday night at midnight. Gentle God bless you and good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.